You are listening to Infinite Beat on Radio Valencia. This is your host, Topazu. And you are just listening to the Bay Area's very own Russell E.L. Butler. That was uh, from his new EP out on Opal Tapes uh, called First Step. And uh, you are listening to the very first track on the A-side. It's a fantastic release. I absolutely love it. It is his most fearless record, I feel like, to date. Uh, So it is highly recommended. Uh, Today, I am super stoked to have Dementia finally in the studio. We had some issue with trying to get him in the studio uh, because of studio issues, and of course not from his side. Um, So it was really, really exciting to finally get him here. So thank you for taking your time to come in and uh, speak to me. (laughs) Thank you for having me here. Of course. Um, So you are, of course, part of the Catabatic Collective, which has been an absolute institution for experimental electronic music here in the Bay Area for, you know, well over, like, it's been like 15, it's been as long, it's been going on as long as I've been here, which is around 15 or 16 years. So how did the Catabatic Project start? Because I feel like your origins people don't necessarily know about? Um, well, um, I met uh, my friend Michael, and there's a friend of mine, Justin, who are both part of Nemaogo, and, and of course part of Catabatic, too. I met them 19 years ago now on a mountainside of uh, the Autonomous Mutant Festival, which this year is the 20th anniversary, starting next week. Um, so that's like an underground sound system circus festival that happens that's free. Um, but uh, yeah, I met them 19 years ago on a mountainside and then we just uh there was like i felt like they were my family right away um we clicked on many different levels music um ideals i feel like somewhat politics and everything like that and um they've just been my friends ever since so very, very cool it's yeah. it's crazy that it's been essentially 20 you know 19 20 years and there yeah. are probably people that go to your show <laughs> that are around that age yeah it's <laughs> it's it's a strange feeling sometimes to realize that mm-hmm. <laughs> so um so one thing that i i feel like i talk to people about at like almost every show that i go to um which is sort of how we're running out of underground spaces and catabatic has always functioned sort of on the fringes of expectation but also sort of club norms um it's essentially a hundred percent underground uh, on many levels so how do you see catabatic functioning and in, in cultivating this underground community uh if there are these forces and situations working against you because everyone is talking about the subject matter um, I definitely find it a, a constant struggle. I'm, I'm constantly looking for new places for us to throw events, along with my friends in Catabatic. Um, always looking for new spots to do things with, to gives us the freedom to do what we want to do, which is in comparison to doing club life, which is sometimes a little constricting mm-hmm. and based on making lots of money, or bar money, this and that. So um, we, we definitely um, thrive more outside of those realms to have our freedom and to be more experimental and not have to focus on just club life um, dynamics, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But it, it's, it's a struggle. Um, we're running, you know, it's, it, I've been in Bay Area 
15, 16 years now, um, mm-hmm. and it's ebbed and flowed with, with spaces. There's always some that shut down, there's some that pop up. Uh, I'm definitely watching right now a bunch shutting down because of now uh, a lot of the housing market is now affecting Oakland now. They're after mm-hmm. everything over there from West Oakland where I live, all the way starting to merge out from there. Um, so it's, it's, it's getting tough, and uh, it's, yeah, I'm, but I'm always searching, trying to find stuff. So Things um, do ebb and flow. Yeah, it, it does, like it does. So area. when I see things come down, I know in time there'll be things that pop up. It's just, it's it's tough watching what's happening in the Bay Area and the housing market right now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, everyone's feeling it. Everyone is absolutely <laughs> feeling it. So. Um, And uh, it seems like now is the time for this really interesting merging of, for lack of a better word, sort of the goth industrial music movement uh, into what we know, of course, is the techno scene. And I think Catabatic foresaw a lot of that mixture and a lot of that blending. Um, It's been like 15, 16 years, as we said, uh, since Catabatic's inception. So... Do you ever think that these two genres, uh, did you ever think that these two genres would ever really come together in the way that it has, um, particularly now, um, at all? Well, it's it's interesting, the trends of things, how they've evolved. Um, I I don't, I think for us, Catabog, of course, I can't speak for everyone, but I think mostly what we've ever been doing is just uh, doing music from our heart and not really thinking about um, what's the current uh, theme or current going on? Um, but I, it's, it's, I, I personally find it fascinating that now everyone's into techno. Um, whereas, uh, you know, I think we were talking earlier, like it's interesting how techno five years ago people would not have thought it was cool, and now all of a sudden techno is a cool thing with everybody. So that to me is a little fascinating. Um, from I someone to, yeah, who's I been going to like techno parties since the early 90s, the early raves and things like that throughout the U.S. and stuff. So I, I think it's also, you know, we're, we're a group of introverts. Um, so on a lot of levels, we think that we can't share these things that we really liked, especially back then. Huh. Um, you know, you're like downloading music or you're collecting records and you're like, there's no way I would ever play this in a club. Huh. You know, I never thought I would ever listen to industrial music in a club necessarily unless it was like a specific kind of club it was like it used to be it used to be on the fringes completely and there'd be like five people at this party yeah and you know it's not something that you necessarily could share before and now all of a sudden you can yeah well that that was the freedom we've had within catabatic as long as music isn't shitty um play (laughs) it with uncatabatic so um there's been no real parameters of what's cool, what's not cool. It's just it just has to not suck. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, besides doing catabatic and and working within that collective and you know celebrating music and putting people in shows, etc., you are also an accomplished producer and you make really killer electro, yeah. which I love because like, that's you. again another genre that I feel like I don't hear enough out Um, so when did you start producing Um, was that something that you did before Catabatic in terms of like electronic music too was that something that you were doing while because of Catabatic or and what you you guys were doing and the kinds of shows that you were putting on or and it inspired you or was it something that you were already doing uh, at the time well I mean like I said I met 
Michael and Justin and others uh, about 19 years ago, I was already making weird electronic music at that time. I just, as we were talking earlier, I just came out of like the shoegaze from the early 90s. So um, <laughs> it was kind of what before I realized it was called shoegaze, I was in that sort of scene. And then um, then just started gravitating towards electronic music. Uh, I was influenced by a lot of Psychic TV, Coil, mm-hmm. um, Download stuff, which made me fall in love with electronic music after the, the early 90s rave music. Mm-hmm. So um, that transformed me. And then um, about 19 years ago, I met Michael and them and the Spaz Collective that's been around for fuck, even longer than that here in the Bay Area. Um, and it kind of changed my life for electronic music and then just kind of started, been working on it ever since and just evolving and trying to make it better So since then. so Very, yeah. very cool. Yeah. Um, and speaking of your own productions, um, you have not one but two releases out uh, that came out, I think, within, between two months, actually. Yep. So there's a Broadcast Frequency, which came out last month, and Rebuild, which mm-hmm. came out this month. Mm-hmm. Why did you release them separately instead of just sort of making a whole LP for one? And um, why did you release them so closely together, actually? <laughs> uh, of, of, of probably a few reasons. Um, they got finished mixing a little bit separately. Um, mm-hmm. I also find, um, unfortunately, with our day and age of, uh, which I'm also uh, subject to uh, a little bit of ADD, um, I find around five <laughs> songs is uh, about good for an album these days. More know. than enough. So um, <laughs> five is good, and so I just kind of broke it up from there just to separate, and, it, and it's from two slightly different time periods of me writing the music too they're like little separate mental states that I had from the past year or so um, so they're different periods I feel like mm-hmm. so um, I decided to separate them for that reason mm-hmm. why not so yeah and I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm coming out with those because I'm about to head to Berlin with uh, friends here at the end of August to play shows and hang out and, and whatnot. so and um, do you have any performances coming up uh, um, anytime soon as well, either locally or anywhere. Um, possibly yeah. locally. There's something in the works. We'll see about that for maybe beginning of August. Um, again, working on trying to find a space, which is the most <laughs> difficult part. So um, I'll wait till that gets solidified before I say anything about that. Um, mm-hmm. Other than that, um, my friend Ryan's an Opticon, um, and I are mm-hmm. playing over. We're both headed to Berlin and we'll probably play a show with our, uh, with our project Monta. Um, hopefully in, in late August. Um, we'll s- working on solidifying that too. And then some dementia shows in Berlin for the three, off and on during the three weeks I'll be over there. So Very exciting. Yeah. You're lucky, Berlin. Um, and I think I'm going to hand the show over to you. That was actually uh, quite a quick interview. Um, I'm very eager to have him DJ, actually, because he's an excellent DJ. Uh, was there anything that you had in mind in terms of what you were going to play? Um, a bunch of different things. Some electro, definitely some coil and some other weird things that I have in between. Very rad. So, I've been listening yeah. to a lot of coil recently. <laughs> and he's wearing a coil t-shirt. Oh. <laughs> um, so. You can't see him, but he is. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so you are listening to Infinite Beat. I am Topazu. You are about to listen to a live DJ set by Dementia in uh, a few minutes. Thank you.
Thousand hands fill the ocean that I will possess. 